Welcome back. Another episode of Dynasty Theory. The whole gang's here. You know me. I'm John Bauer. Find me on Twitter at The Bauer Club. You know Dan LaMagna at FF Coach Dan on Twitter. What's up, Dan? Good to see you, JB. Mitch, uh, excited for tonight's show, episode 204. And, uh, you know, JB said, hey, Mitch, Dan, you know, you've been you've been hitting it hard this offseason, but tonight I'm taking you back to some fundamentals. So I'm looking forward to talking to us about some fundamental dynasty football tonight here. Yeah, I mean, we're certainly going to get into a lot tonight. Um, and I, I feel like I always jump into things and kind of skip over and glaze over Mitch's intro. So from the state of Utah, find him on Twitter at Dino Well, you should skip over me because I'm like, yeah, it's going good, guys. Can we go on with the show? But no, I actually have something important. So Utah, it's impossible to get good beer at the store, right? The local Costco has uh, uh, Polliter from Munich beer. And like, we can't get good beer here in Utah. So we got like three cases over the weekend. I'm super, super happy about it. <laughs> They're putting a lot of bands on things out there in Utah. Yeah. yeah. So we've uh, heard. Ronald's talking about in the chat right now. <laughs> oh, I, I, th- there we go. There yep. we go. All right. So like, like Dan said, we want to get back to the basics here. And this is something that was sparked by uh, a few people reaching out to us. Hey, do you guys have any episodes strictly centered around getting into Dynasty? And for the most part, yeah, we have some episodes that we have overall uh, philosophies and and strategies and discussions and ideas from joining your first startup, your first off season, but nothing really centered around it for an entire episode. So tonight, uh, kind of an introduction to Dynasty. And, And I said in a tweet, it certainly is quite different from our typical episode right Mm -hmm. like uh, dynasty theory really in-depth analysis but for a few reasons here i you know and i want to get your opinions too dan let's start with you why why did we think why do you think that this is important to talk about tonight Hey, JB, you know the coach of me loves loves this because we get so deep in the discord into breaking down every position and player values and whatnot but you often lose sight of, hey, there's a lot of new dynasty players. There's a lot of uh, people just interested in dynasty. You're like, hey, what, what is that dynasty theory? What, what's the, what's these dynasty leagues they're talking about? So it is great as a coach to get back to the fundamentals, talk to, you know, dynasty theory 101. You know, it, it might be going back to super flexology for you guys for all we know. Uh, so I, I think it's really good to, you know, expand our audience and get back to those basics. And even our veteran players, I think, will get something tonight. Um your show notes stirred up some some decent thoughts here for uh, new players and even us veterans that need to brush up. Mitch, what about you? It's the problem I think we run into a lot when even we're having the pivot point. We're having this weekly shows. We are often talk about our percentage of players and our roster ship and all this other things. To where I bet the eighty percent of people out there have like three dynasty teams. You know. And I'm sitting here at 50. I think John's almost double that. I think Dan's half that. I mean, so we all have a lot of teams. So we talk about things in a different way. So sometimes it's nice, just like Dan said, to go back to basics. Be like, look, if I had two teams or if I'm just getting into Dynasty, these are the things that I would care about most. Yeah, for me, I mean, it, it kind of hit hit me right in the face, right? Whenever we got the DM, uh, the, one of them saying, hey, I have a league mate 
this is their first dynasty league. I want to refer them to you guys, listen to some of your shows. And I mean, a lot of the content it's diving into the deep end, right? It, it's, it's not just surface level stuff. It, it, it's in-depth conversations and that can be off-putting, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If I, I know for me, if I'm looking to take part in something for the first time and I'm looking just to dip my toe in the water, you know, an in-depth commentary on game theory might not be something that's going to get me there, right? So uh, several reasons, and Mitch, you and I have talked about this for how many years now, and it seems to be getting worse and worse the legalization of sports betting across the country, uh, best ball DFS, all those big contests. It's certainly uh, for a lot of people, less time consuming. They still get that rush from playing fantasy football or betting or whatever the case may be, as opposed to dynasty where you have to manage it day in and day out. And we always talk about it. If you're not active, you certainly can see, uh, the people that are successful for the most part, the time that they're putting in. So I, I think overall we try to be very inclusive. And if, if anybody that's in the discord, that, that's a patron, I think you can see that. Right. But I don't know that we're always necessarily inclusive to the new people. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the conversations on Twitter, look at conversations in our Patreon, in our discord, you have people jump in and they say, Hey, like, uh, what about this trade? And you might, I mean, one of us might jump in and say like, Oh, how do you think this is close? Like not in a, uh, a rude way, but like, why would people want to join this format as known as dynasty fantasy football when you're going to get smart ass answers? Like, like Dan, I, you're kind of smirking over there, but it's true though, isn't it? I'm with you, man. Although my, my smirks were a little more from busting your chops in the in the chat here a little bit and enjoying Ron's comments and, and so forth. JB, when are you going to fix that internet? That's what, that's what I want to know. Those, those Am I glitching little, again? Just a little, little, little occasional bit. cutoff bit. word here, you know? I just, oh my God. Hold that on. Country I, internet. Uh, I that's, I'm in the boonies. And I don't know what happened where my internet became good one day because you used to bust me hard on that. That's this. true. Like, that's really, a really, good point. And somewhere along the line, I don't know, like, did you move or something? Or is that, is that basement? Or I, I don't know. Or maybe it's those bobbleheads in the back or those Funkos. I, I don't know. Yeah. It it's the lack of jerseys. Could be the lack of jerseys. All right. Stay it cool. Stay be. composed. It's, you're still good overall. I'm always I'm composed. Slight little. I, had, I, I, I went from high def to standard def on my camera. And this oh, is no. a face that people need to see in high def. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Here. Mine's only high def. Uh, yeah, I, I really should have a paper bag over my face. Um, but anyway, so like, like I, I think as inviting as we try to be as a Dynasty Theory family and Dynasty community, it can be off-putting at times. And I, I think, uh, you know, and this is the next question, actually. So let's get right into it, Mitch. What were your thoughts when you first joined a Dynasty League? And I think you and I, we started at the exact same time, right? Yeah, I think we started the same year, probably not the exact same league at the first time. But I mean, when what I was year, Mitch? The... Hmm? what year do you guys remember? Seventeen. It was before Barkley, so it was the year before Barkley came out. Sixteen, okay. seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So right around there. Um, anyway, 
But the reason why I joined is because I was always, I always used to join those Yahoo redraft leagues, right? And it cost like a hundred bucks. I did really well at them, but you could only draft them in August. And I'm like, well, this is kind of boring. This was before best ball and stuff. And I always did pretty well at DFS. So this was like, if I couldn't flat out, if I couldn't win money playing dynasty, I'd flat out wouldn't play it because it's too kind time consuming for me to put that much effort into something getting no payout in the end. So in my opinion, this turned into like my favorite hobby. I could also earn some money on the side. And that was like the perfect win-win for me. So when I joined, that was like the biggest reason. And, and still today is the biggest drawing point for me for dynasty over redraft leagues to where it's only like three months long. I know that if I put time in, I may be better than eight, nine other managers in the league already. Dan, were there any concerns for you when you first got into Dynasty? I mean, you're fearless, right? We all know that. Well, Dan's first league was with me, so he probably joined it. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't deal with that guy. I love connecting the dots here. John's frozen. I'm going to go into my story. So I know I'm going to get busted hard on this. I'm I'm setting myself up for it, and I'll never hear the end of it, but that's okay. I'm going to take my chances. So I started playing redraft in 1993, all right? We're, we're going back, old school here. Play, started playing redraft, and I commissioned, I did the stats manually, and that's how I got hooked. I was in the spreadsheets before JB copyrighted that slogan, okay? <laughs> when, when you were pulling up, like, there was like a USA Today Weekly or something, you had to manually, because you didn't have all these software programs back then. Dan, then, Dan's was, spreadsheets were actually stone tablets that he had to chisel in. <laughs> But the stats were accurate there, JB. You know, it it forced you to learn winning rosters and formulas and what's working. But, you know, as you had to do all the stats. And I did it for football. I did it for baseball. But then I wanted more. And then, you know, JB, you mentioned us kind of, you know, you get good at this. And, and, you know, Mitch said, hey, we win at this because we, you know, we spend so much time on it. And that's what got me looking for more. And it was the year 2000 that I got my first keeper league. And there, there was a league that I was really excited about. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start keeping players and put a lot of time into it. And I guess maybe where you talk about what concerns I had, JB, I took a little like hiatus from those keeper leagues because like the commissioner was starting to seem like a little bit sketchy in this league. And I'm not going to name the site that is this league is still in existence today. But the like the prize money for like how much money they were making in wasn't really commensurate. And fantasy football started to evolve and you started to see more prize money. There's big tournaments, these big contests. So, you know, the, the concerns I had, which I would, I would say is a concern for owners today is really make sure whoever's running the league that you're looking into is very strong. We hear Mitch with his commissioner background, always saying, Hey, make sure your commissioner is strong or else, you know, you could be getting into a dynasty league. That's not going to last. So strong leadership or ownership, fair payout structure, you know, make sure the software is good, you know, because if, if you don't enjoy the platform you're on, we hear all the sleeper and MFL uh, debates in our discord. And I know there's other leagues out there, too. Uh, so make sure that's good. If, if you do those things, I think you're going to have fun. It's going to be safe and, and it will be worth your time. Yeah, I think and I love this because we all went different directions the way we answered this. Right. I put on here. What were your thoughts when you joined your first dynasty league? What concerns did you have for me? It was a a home dynasty league. We all got together. We had a rule summit. Of course, it was at a bar, so we consumed a few beverages. But the the first league we did, it was an auction. It was my first dynasty league, and it was super flex. And I I told the story before, but I sat there adamantly pounding the table. I'm not playing super flex. This is the most (laughs) ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. I don't... 
I, I, I don't, I don't know how to adjust. I, 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 I know nothing about it. I don't want to do it. Did the auction team was garbage. I remember uh, Jordan Howard. He was probably one of my Jordan Howard and Devonte Freeman were my two top running backs that I got in the auction. Well, that went well, but like, I think when folks are looking to join dynasty or they see it on Twitter or Reddit or whatever the case may be, it is that lack of familiarity. Right. And I think it's not just for dynasty fantasy football, but you could look at any aspect of life and people want to stick with the familiar, right? They don't want to get into something that they don't necessarily uh, know all the ups and downs of. And I, I think for the most part, you know, it's the lack of familiarity, but also, uh, you know, if I make a trade, let's, let's say I join this dynasty league and I make a trade, what, what's everybody in the league going to say, right? I can't stand those leagues where you have uh, the peanut gallery gallery after every trade, making a comment. Like we wonder why people are leaving dynasty fantasy football. We wonder why leagues are folding. We wonder why there's orphans galore, not to say there aren't other reasons because there certainly are, but like ultimately as much strategy and in-depth analysis that we provide and we live and breathe and bleed sometimes uh, I'm sure I've had an occasion where I've, I've nicked myself during a trade negotiation. I don't know how uh, probably with the manscaped, but uh, <laughs> do you like that callback? Um, but it, ultimately it should be fun. And I, I do think there's some people that just want to have fun and it's not about the spreadsheets and it's not about the, the R squared and it's not about the film grinding and all that stuff. It can be very overwhelming for people. Like let, let's be honest here for something that should be a hobby. And maybe, maybe host of a dynasty fantasy football podcast. Shouldn't be saying this stuff, but I think it's true. No, hey, that, that's cool because like, you're really being authentic and genuine there, JB, because the three of us are all sickos and love this dynasty. But we're close enough to say, hey, the three of us at different times have had our little spells of just, you know, burnout, being a little bit tired. And we've adjusted along the way. And it's a good thing for dynasty owners to know. We've always done things the right way. We've always left our teams in good shape. We've always communicated well. We've, we've found ways to always reinvent, and I think, keep things fun, you know, and then. I think it was 2018. I was ready to get back into dynasty again. And, and that's where I practiced what I preached there. Saw the reputation of Scott fish. I was on some message boards asking about different leagues like the MFL platform sleeper lovers. Don't hate me there. You know, not arguing one over the other, but it was good enough to get into. And that's where I met Mitch, man. And then Mitch kind of wrote me in and uh, you know, we were born, you know, later on in time, but you know, finding league mates through those, group me chats and the activity of the leagues is very important. So, and I, I think we've branched out and have gotten to a lot of fun leagues with a lot of these gentlemen that are uh, commenting right now in the chat. And, and you know, I, the, the next prompt here is what do you, what do you wish you knew before your first startup draft? I, I, I think so many people, they just don't know the values or how do I trade startup picks? What is the one Oh one? You know, like simple things. Uh, how how should I value the these future picks? I you know because I don't know. I I don't want to trade, and we see that all the time. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. There are leagues that we are in. The scoring is so funky. There there are certain leagues. 
I I don't like to make trades in those leagues. I'm going to be honest because the scoring is so off the wall. You really can't give, uh, I, I think, the proper analysis that I might typically be looking for. So I tend to stay a little tighter in those leagues. And, you know, I, I take that thought and put it into what somebody brand new is looking at when they join a league. And Mitch, Dan, we, we've all seen it where we're in startups and some folks just sit tight. Yep. They don't want to make I, a move. And Mitch, I don't know if you remember this, but you brought this up a few years ago when we kind of did a little segment mm-hmm. about things to do if you're kind of new in Dynasty. And you brought up a really good point on trading, and I, I still remember it. Uh, if you're looking to trade, maybe just to get your feet wet, just do smaller trades. Mm-hmm. Nothing involving higher-end assets. And that's okay. And I know, Dan, you're certainly okay with that because you love that ocean floor depth and and the, those low-end pieces. But maybe just work on churning the end of your roster because ultimately it's it's most likely not going to burn you. Whereas if you're move, moving future draft picks, if you're moving the higher-end assets, that's when we start to see people after year one, I'm going to go join another league. I'm going to leave this league. Well, you know. I say don't don't rush into a league. I, I think if you get into our discords or other chats and you ask around leagues, most of the safe leagues we've all gotten into, we've had mixed results. Some are better than others. Some are really inactive. Some have just enough owners that are active to make it work. That Or our leagues that we created with our group, with our patrons, normally have a ton of active owners in there. Maybe at different levels, but to, to some capacity or another, they're all active. So depending on how active you want to be or don't want to be, could determine whether you hey, you want to go in a safe league or do you want to go in a league with a bunch of guys that maybe you could build some camaraderie with in advance. Yeah. And I think it's, JB, just going back to what you said, things you wish you know, like ADP. Please learn ADP. Like I wish I knew more about average draft position maybe in that first draft. That alone could prevent you from reaching or, you know, on a, on a guy or not waiting too late. Uh, th- that's a super helpful tool. Yeah. So <clears throat> my answer to this, because I mean, it's just flat out. What do you wish you knew? And this is what I will tell everybody. If you don't want to join our Patreon, that's fine. Go to Dynasty League Football, sign up for their whatever their membership is, whatever it is, whether it's 40 bucks or 50 bucks, because the reason why they have ADP already ingrained so you they have rankings already there they have a trade analyzer already there so if anyone's coming up to me and they don't want to join a patreon for whatever reason which i completely understand at least sign up for dynasty league football because they have all of the tools there for any beginning player and then stretch out over there if they don't have exactly what you want then go to whichever patreon you want or whichever other site is offering what they want but dynasty league football offers you so much if you want to know a trade value their trade analyzer will give you a really good starting point on that if you want to know adp they already have it if you want to know two quarterback adp they have it so i really really like what they have set up and so if anybody's new and is starting out that's what i recommend because if you're putting up fifty a hundred dollars for a startup just pay that for one year you pay it for one year you'll have that information from then on so you at least have an idea on how to attack your first startup draft yeah it's kind of good to have it's good to have that baseline that framework you know certainly i mean even the folks that have been in our patreon for a couple years now we always don't see eye to eye they might look at my tears and be like, JB, what are you drinking today? What is going on here, man? John, you'll at me for like three days straight after this last 
uh, <laughs> Patreon episode. So, you know, just kind of is what it is. I know. I thought Mitch uh, was never going to speak to me again. No, but I, I do think it's, it's important to have that sounding board, whether it's a, a group DM, we, we used to have that uh, on group me, just, just brainstorming and throwing ideas out, making sure you're in check. Uh, hey, what do you guys think about this trade? Not even close. Okay. Then now I know. Um, and I think asking questions, that's, that's also critical because again, people are a little hesitant. They don't want to jump in and ask a question that should be maybe uh, common sense and get out of here, Ron, saying they may say uh, you have horrendous. I love how he spelled horrendous. <laughs> I don't even horrendous. And um, it's the quick anyway, not to get too fly. sidetracked e- here. Easy, Enron. Uh, so for me, going into my first startup, I wanted all the studs. Mm. I wanted to trade. I wanted to trade. I didn't know anything about the values at all. So I consolidated. I moved up. My roster was, it wasn't even a roster. Future draft picks, I don't need those. So I think finding that balance that works for you and having the veterans on your team that can help you potentially win now while also filling out the back end of your roster with high upside pieces and, if possible, hanging on to that future draft capital because if your team struggles, if you have that slippery slope, those first-round picks, extremely valuable because your team's really not going to be in a position if you took – the JB route in those first few startups that I think back on and I I lose sleep over guys. I do. So I I think that's, you know, really high level uh, look into somebody's first startup. And JB, I think if listeners take your advice and they do that with the, you know, the, the dynasty value and the ADP and, and that they know, we know the value of those rookie picks it'll also help them not reach too much on those veterans. Cause you talk about that balance and, and, and having sprinkling some of those veterans in there, but if you're taking them too early, we all know that age cliff for trading vets is real. And you could really get stuck with a lot of guys on your <laughs> roster that you can't move. And it makes it a lot harder to rebuild or pivot, you know, so we got to be really careful when you take those veterans. Yeah. And there's so many things here. And again, if you've been listening to dynasty theory for 204 episodes, first Ooh. of all, Bless your soul, because there's got to be something a little off. You should probably leave a review by now. I should just say that. I mean, I don't think we've had a review in, I don't know, 18 months or something. (laughs) Probably haven't asked in 18 months either. That's true. It's true. (laughs) But, you know, if you've been listening, you're, you're thinking this and it's like, okay, guys, this is obvious. But again, it's stuff that isn't obvious when you first join. I know it wasn't for me. And we could all sit there and then say, you know, I, I'm an, I'm an expert. I know everything. Well, even if you think you do, you don't, because we certainly don't. Um, and we certainly didn't know when we first started playing dynasty. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, there, there's so many things that we could get into from an in-depth perspective, but again, just a really high level introduction. If you're looking to take part in dynasty Hopefully you stumbled upon this episode and you want to go check a league out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mitch, what other, what other tips here? Uh, yeah. Whether it's somebody's first startup, maybe they had a startup last off season and now this is their first full off season in dynasty. Okay. So I will tell everybody the easiest way to get a step ahead of half the people in your league. Look just at the starting lineup requirements. So what happens a lot is you're going to join a league and they're not all standard. Sometimes there's 
super flex. Sometimes there's two quarterbacks. Sometimes there's two tight ends. Sometimes there's three running backs. Sometimes there's two running backs. So going in there and looking right now, the current startup I'm in, we joined the Ron's Reactions Listener League, mm-hmm. right? We joined up in that, has four wide receivers. That should drastically change the way that you draft. If you're not changing it, and you can look at some teams that league, some people didn't change their strategy, right? And they're going to be hurt really bad because you have to start four wide receivers every week in that league. And seeing that, it, you have to vary what you're doing from league to league. So if I sit here and say, hey, I really like the running backs at the top of startups. You know, I love Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Jameer Gibbs. love all those guys. I can't hammer them in a draft like that because I'm going to be so far behind in wide receivers that I'm never going to make it up. So I think a really big thing just to start off is just look at the starting requirements and get an idea on who you want to attack each round. Maybe just a position you want to attack. I got to say, until probably before the beginning of last season, one of the biggest edges, Mitch and JB, both had of me is they both truly read the rules and knew (laughs) the roster requirements and the scoring and like all that intricacies where I'm just like, you know, grinding film and liking my players. Like that is huge, you know? So really know the rules. That's great advice, Mitch. It's so simple too. And it takes just a few minutes to figure it out. uh, Whether it's starting requirements, scoring, uh, uh, differences from just a typical league uh, with quarterbacks. Is it plus six for touchdowns? Is it plus four? Is it minus two for interceptions? Is it minus four? Uh, how are future draft picks handled? Is it based on just standings? Is it based on potential points? Is it, oh God, no, don't say it's a toilet bowl for the 101. <laughs> Please don't say that. But if it is, just be aware going into it because I, I just like both these guys said it's so simple and it, it's something that can give you an edge and it might not be a huge edge but there's an edge there nonetheless i don't think there's been one startup we the three of us have been in where there hasn't been an owner in the chat of the draft that said oh i didn't know this yep. and it's already seven rounds ten rounds in and right there you have an advantage and, you know, I think in the infancy of when I was playing Dynasty, it was just laziness. It's like, you know, reading the instructions to put together the TV stand. Ah, I don't need instructions. I can just put it together. And then, you know, you got to go back 15 steps because you made that one little mistake. So follow it, know it, and, and it's incredibly valuable. I also love rankings. Uh, it's one of the things I've kind of prodded myself in over the years is just kind of grinding out rankings. And if you're just starting in, you don't really have rankings. I mean, you could take JB's tiers, Mitch's tiers, you know, take rankings that we're offering here in Dynasty Theory or, or DLF. But then I just think over time, make it your own. Compare it to other rankings so you don't just get like locked in on what they are and you kind of see where the values are that that could be found. You know, and I think I just love grinding too, guys. Like the more knowledge we could get, love listening to podcasts, uh, you know, special followers on Twitter, Twitter lists we've talked about in the past, anywhere where you could gain more information over the the competitors, but no like valuable, you know, not the, the, the rumor mill that we see in Twitter, like really good content, uh, you could get an edge as well. All right. Anything else from a startup perspective? Well, uh, also in, in uh, to bring it up, it kind of touched on it, but, Knowing your commissioner, it's we huge. kind of have so important commissioners that we really trust. I, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, Mitch, obviously, Ron, uh, Brandon in our chats, you know, nothing but 
great things to say. Um, you know, but even I think knowing your commissioner and having a trusted commissioner, it's critical. You, you know, you're not going to get blindsided by, oh, funds were just withdrawn from the league safe. What's going on? <laughs> Luckily, that's never happened to me. Uh, Nick, Greg says Nick in the chat. Uh, slipped my mind. But, you know, so so that that level of uh, safety and peace of mind. But, I mean, Mitch, even good commissioners, we've seen leagues fold this offseason. Yeah, from my, I had my, my first league fold since I've ran a commissioner league. Sometimes, and you'll see it, there's times to where you could join a league and you could tell within the first year that it's not going to be a league that you're going to like. And that can happen. You could join a league your first year. You draft exactly how you want it, and it ends up you just hate the people in it. And if it comes down to it, that's fine. It's okay to leave. There's times to where leagues will end up dying, and it's okay. You know, just like, just know that if you end up not liking the league, because there's great leagues out there. Go find the one that you love. Like, I know I'm in a lot of leagues, but there's probably 10 of them that I will, like, never, ever, ever think of dropping because I just, like, truly love those leagues. And when you get one like that, that's when you find your love for Dynasty. You're like, any day I can go in this league, blast out six offers, and I'm going to get probably six counter offers back immediately. And going in leagues like that is just a lot of fun, in my opinion. Cherish it. Never <laughs> let it go. Don't it's like, it. Uh, it reminds me of Billy Madison when he grabs that kid's face. He's like, stay in school. Stay as long as you can. Uh, but, you know, startups took place. All right. We're, we're one season removed now. You're in the off season. I think one big mistake that we all do still, you know, trying to unload vets during the off season, it, it's a challenge. You got to find the, the right trade partners. You got to do some work. You got to put in the time, do your due diligence, but also you're probably not getting the return that you're going to need. So yeah, I need to get younger. I'm rebuilding. Uh, I want to get these. Po- uh, we've had conversations need to get these points off my roster because the way the rookie draft order is decided is based on potential points, right? So let's get these points off my roster. Mitch, stop yawning over there. It's only 731. It's over there. late here, man. It's it's tough to keep it going. You know, so get you got a date night her- coming up too. You, you, better, you better pick it up, pal. I'm excited. What is it? <laughs> Smashburger. Smashburger. Excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Mitch is going out in the town when JB and I are going to be, you know, crashing for the night, you know? <laughs> I, I told you I'm joining the FF Dynasty guys. I got a That's guest spot right. after this. Um, be later than I will. But but anyway, fifty different tangents there. Uh, you know, it, it's May. There's no points being scored, so you don't need to rush to get those points off your roster. We're seeing so many times during the off season, uh, veterans being dumped for pennies on the dollar, yep. and you can really reap the the benefits if you're a manager and you're just paying attention right you don't need to be you don't need to make a trade every day you don't need to make a trade every week but it helps especially if the league is active taking on at least bare minimum the level of activity that your league has has shown so if you're in a super active league and you're ignoring the chat you're just not involved i think you're gonna fall behind Maybe not compared to all 11 managers in your league, if there's a 12-team league, but 
the the few people that are really making moves and really ahead of the curve. That's whenever uh, things can get get challenging. You know, there's some leagues like Mitch said that I wouldn't say I love the leagues, not going anywhere. They're not yeah. active, but I know I'm not necessarily falling behind anywhere despite the number of leagues I'm in yep. because nobody else is really doing anything. <laughs> and and you know, I'm just so many thoughts here. Don't get frustrated. How many times I even do it? I, uh, no, 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 John. No, no, no. I get frustrated if the wind blows in the wrong direction. That's but true. and then I have the nerve, I have the audacity to sit here and tell my son, Johnny, don't get frustrated. He's probably thinking, "Hey, pot, it's the kettle." Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you're sending offers out. You're not getting responses. You're not getting trades done. It is so easy to sit there. I, I screw this. I'm done. I'm not even sending more offers out. I'm not wasting my time. Just calm down. And that's a reminder to me too. Mitch, how many times have I shot you a DM? I can't stay in this league. Like what? Blah, 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 blah. Only once. It's only happened one time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dan, interrupt I me because I, I could talk here for I days. will. I will. <laughs> I'm trying to dissect some key points that I'm finding in, in, in your dialogue there and and you're definitely saying to exude patience and i like that you said you know there's certain leagues that you know you're not fall, falling back in so i think as an owner as you research leagues and you decide how active you want to be and you know if you're in more than one league like i never really thought of it that way jb where some of these safe leagues they're only active like seasonally you know draft time because you know everyone's getting ready for the you know the rookie drafts and we're, we're selecting rookies so the trade activity picks up a little bit the start of the season, the playoff push. But I, I think as long as you just respond to people's trades and you meet the activity of the league, you're going to be in good shape. But you also got to be patient from the perspective of these player values trade change, sorry, change all the time. You know, don't get impatient trying to move a vet in the offseason because it's kind of like the stock market or real estate. The market changes seasonally. We see it all the time. So if you don't, don't just panic trade a player because you want to get rid of them and then you don't get what he could have gotten gotten if he just waited a few months so dynasty is year-round and that's good it caters to you so be patient don't rush trades meet the activity of your league and i think you could definitely have a very competitive team mitch, i, I, I want to add mitch is, just, mitch is over there thinking about that hamburger he's about to uh, i'm hungry look like I wake up at five, work 12 hours, come home, and I was literally home for five minutes before the show started. So I had enough time to get the beer, and now I'm happy. No, I'm good. Like, I love this kind of talk because it's it brings me back to when I started, right? And you have like three the, leagues. The good old days. There, no, but seriously, like, John, how many trades do we do in the first year between me and you? I know in that league there was 190 trades in like the first year of existence. It was crazy. But those leagues are a lot of fun, and that's what gets you hooked. So if you're going into your first offseason, one thing that I see many mis people do, and it's a huge mistake, I've done it, is you want to gun for that 101. Let's just say you know next year the rookie quarterback is going to be awesome in 2024, whether it's Caleb Williams or whoever it ends up being. So you're going to tank for it. You're gonna, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get that 101. So you trade every single piece on your roster that has any value at all, and it's gone. And then, yeah, you'll get Caleb Williams on your team, which is great.
but then you're still paying league dues for the next 10 years trying to build a team up that can even make playoffs. So a big thing is when you just absolutely tank. And just you don't have to tank all the way. You could even trade for that one on one, which is probably a better thing to do than actually just completely taking, ruining all aspects you have of winning in the next three years. Could be like, yeah, guys, I get dropped. Caleb Williams is here. <laughs> That's cool. Good job. Yeah, I, I certainly have some teams like, yes, I got the 101, but I'm not going to compete for two <laughs> decades. Let's go. I think there's a way to go about that rebuilding, and I'm, I'm happy you you went there. Let's see. It looks like you posted a question up here first, so I'll come back to this. Do you guys think there's a team build that is safer to target for new players? You can hit yours first. We come back to that, Dan. Come back to the question? Yeah. So say our listeners are following our advice, and they – delve into dynasty and first year goes off and they made some mistakes and it's like oh man i just spent 50 bucks or whatever the entry is to go into the league and that's probably another thing you know there's all different entry yeah. fees so go, go at a, a fee level that you're, you're comfortable comfortable spending but if you make mistakes it is not necessarily a lifetime penalty there's a few ways you could rebuild so if mitch scared you away a little bit there with the caleb williams <laughs> like i think there's an art to to rebuilding there is um, without a doubt and there's like we've taken on some orphans. We talked about leagues earlier that have folded. Sometimes you take these reclamation projects, and maybe you get your first year free, so forth. I was able to take an orphan to to a, a second place finish in a title game last year. So so that is some pride in that. That was our fourth and one league that that we're all in. Um, our original dynasty theory league that we had way back. I was able to take that team from worst to the playoffs. So that felt good. You know, a, a, a little bit of uh, money coming in there. And then I think the key, too, is when you tank and you want to rebuild, and Mitch talked about getting all those first-round picks, you got to be the first to the dance. Because there's been, like, one roster where I'm like, oh, I might rebuild this, and I see JB already gobbled up every first-round yep. pick in there. So what's the point of me trying to rebuild when <laughs> JB's already got five firsts? <laughs> so I think if you're going to decide to just gut it and rebuild, be the first in your league so you can you know, capitalize on getting those picks. You know what? I, I want to get to Nate's question, but just because this is in my I'll head now, I want to take what Dan just said and put the the startup spin on it. Being first to market, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in a startup, and let's say uh, you've been in conversations, you have some framework of how you want to structure your team. You you have a you know you subscribe to DLF or Dynasty Theory. Or, uh, you know, you got a, a trade calculator just to give you a baseline and you feel comfortable with trading there in your first startup. Get out there. Try to get that first deal done, whether it's for uh, to move up for your higher end quarterback that you're looking to lock up or if it's a trade involving a future first where you move it away or you acquire it. Because, you know, even if we have an idea, OK, a random 2024 first will say is early six round value. Well, if that first trade in your league gets done and somebody moves their ninth round pick for a 24 first, it doesn't matter what the wider market says is value. It doesn't matter what we say that pick should be worth because your league sub market, which I talk about quite often, it's already dictated what a first round pick is worth now. So good luck trying to go get that sixth round pick in the startup for your first when you weren't the first to market and somebody else moved in ninth. So uh, just something to, to keep in mind 
we always talk about values, right? That's the word. That's the word of the week. Well, values are different league to league, settings to settings, the wider market to the individual submarket. Dan, sorry, take it away. No, I just think what you mentioned, JB, you know, great point of being first and that six round pick, but that's probably the hardest part for new dynasty owners. When they go in those startup drafts and they see John Bauer make all these different trades ups and downs. And it's like, there's this hesitancy to want to make those moves. So that's where it really is beneficial. Maybe that, you know, to be in a Patreon like ours, where you could ask those questions before you draft, kind of learn those values. If you do want to be an active trader, but in the same side, don't panic. I've, I've seen teams just not trade at all. You yep. come out with really awesome rosters. So there's more than, uh, you know, one successful way to build a dynasty team. Um, Mitch and I are going to start up right now. The Ron's mm-hmm. reaction. So I haven't made one trade. Nope. We're in the 18th round. I haven't traded. I remember how pissed you used to get when no one would trade you. <laughs> you get so bad. It was great. Listen, that was old, JB. That was I'm, old, John. I'm just All right. So hey, hey, we got to get to Nate's question. Yes. All right. Read it off, Mitch. For okay. People not and watching. really, I think how John builds his dynasty teams is pretty much the answer for this. But do you guys think there is a team build that is safer to target for newer players? And I think I really think how John goes and builds his teams. I think it's the best way to go about it. And what I do, and it's it's tough because you're you're speaking to like just trading down, trading back, mm-hmm. accumulating extra pieces, minimizing risk because now you're not completely uh, uh, over invested maybe in your higher end assets in the first or second round of a startup. Yeah, I, I love that, but sometimes it just is impossible. So I think we all can agree in. Dan, maybe actually turn it over to Dan here. Yeah, I think there's an art to that, though, Mitch. I think you've been partners with John long enough where you've adopted that and could execute that as well. Because mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of these leagues with you guys where I've been doing just the opposite. You know, I, I chase certain players, certain star players. I like building my rosters with certain guys that I'm high on for the year. And, and I, again, I think just to the people listening, you could do it both ways. And I think our Patreons in the Discord, I've seen a lot of them adopt the way JB and Mitch have kind of built those rosters and I've seen people do it the other way. So I I think it's good to learn that. Um, And I think just another, I I think you talk about safety and it sounds like Nate's question is, Hey, you know, you're new, you're, you're a little risk adverse, you know, be careful drafting running backs. You know, I think you're talking dynasty. Don't draft a running back here. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to build my team more around those talented wide receivers that I'm going to have for 10 years versus the running back that I'm going to have for one contract. And if he's already a few years into that first contract, his value is not going to be the same. So again, that's where he's got to remember there's a dynasty format and rookies do have more value and receivers over the running back. Not that you'd want to neglect running backs, but you got to be careful in in how you do that. And that's probably a whole other strategy session we can have, (laughs) gentlemen. Yeah, I think really high level, if you're in a super flex league where you can start two quarterbacks or if you're in a two quarterback league where you have to start two quarterbacks, landing those high end quarterbacks early to start the draft, because for the most part, and Mitch, you said this, I can't tell you how many times if you have a Josh Allen and he happens to get hurt, Mm -hmm. his value is pretty insulated, right? Get whatever you want for him. And if you want to move off him because you're still a contender, great, but you don't need to. Whereas if you're investing in these running backs, look at how quickly the running back landscape changes. So I would say avoid the the higher draft capital running backs. Go after 
the young wide receivers that not necessarily rookies because that bottom could tank very, that could fall out very quickly. Right. But get your guys like a T Higgins, Devonte Smith, uh, Jalen you know, Waddle, you can move those guys and get a lot yeah. for them while you're getting stuck with Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon on your roster. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I would say just, point. I mean, again, it sounds so straightforward and simple. And these are things that if you've been playing Dynasty for a decade and you're listening to this episode because you listen to Dynasty Theory every single week, you're thinking, no crap, guys. But again, I think that's the reason that so many people are hesitant to join Dynasty Leagues. Agreed. Uh, but I would say the high end quarterbacks and super flex or two quarterback and then the wide receivers if you can't move down. So if you don't feel comfortable with the trades, uh, like we said, make those those lower end moves that just just dip your toe in. Just just dip it in. All right, guys. I mean, anything else? I I think it's final thought time. Someone's got to get burgers tonight. and It's not me. I'm just being a good teammate here. It's me. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Final thoughts. Sorry, right, cut you off. All right, for the two hundred fourth time. Uh, this was a fun episode, very different from what we typically do. If you know, if you're watching on YouTube, yeah. Uh, if if you just listen to the episode on the podcast feed after we spit it out, uh, shoot us a DM, drop a comment on the video, like, hey. I've just joined my first dynasty league, blah, blah, blah. Like we talked to so many people that have been playing dynasty for so long. And that's fantastic because you get the, their thought process, but it would be great to connect with people that for one reason or another, especially if it's because of us, Hey, I'm going to give this a shot. So drop a comment, shoot us a DM, send us a, a tweet at dynasty theory FF and, and let us know what you thought of the episode. And if you plan on taking part in dynasty or, you listen to this and thought these guys are whack jobs. I'm okay. All right, Dan, what do you got? Final thoughts. All right. Before we get in trouble with Mrs. Sorensen, mm-hmm. just, uh, Hey, we, there's no way we can answer everything in less than an hour. So again, like JB said, hit us up. We'll be happy to answer anything. Maybe we didn't get to tonight. And then for our veterans that hung in there tonight to the end of the show, just think critically about those Twitter posts and news you read. All right. These workouts that are happening now are optional mandatory mini camps in June. That's when things will pick up some late, training late july training camps open and that's when we really start to ramp up there's a huge difference as a coach between pads and no pads so be careful what you read all right mitch what do you got nothing i want to go eat <laughs> all right for dan labanya mitch Sorensen, i'm john bauer as always a proud member of the dlf family of podcasts if you're watching on youtube or in the episode description check out dynasty daddy.com a lot of uh, great resources over there and it's free so go check it out hopefully everybody has a great week and we'll we'll catch you next week peace